0: On this week's episode, Jonathan Major's future in the MCU. What could a possible TikTok band do? And E3 gets cancelled again! All this and more as we reach our next stop, the PCC Multiverse. Don't be alarmed. see multiverse this is gerald glassford talking right back at you here from pop culture cosmos game source inside sports fantasy football and the lakers fast break we truly appreciate everyone out there this all of our great shows and if you can please give us that fantastic five star review wherever you get your podcast plus if you could like share surprise i could do that with my head too, yes. <laughs> support or do anything that you can to go ahead and help us out here at the Pop Culture Cosmos, Game Source, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Lakers Fast Break. Of course, the crunchy folks at Vampires and Vite, the even more crunchy folks at Wizards and Wine with Wild Beyond the Witchlight. And if you could go ahead and support all that, plus our homepage Pop culture cosmos, com, And for the latest news and trends in pop culture, go ahead and check us out each and every day. We're posting stuff every day at the Pop Culture Cosmos on Facebook. And if you could support all of that, it is sincerely appreciated. But it wouldn't be a PCC multiverse without my crunchy good friend. She is the Crunch Master with Pokies. I promise. This is the Polkies. last one. I promise. Oh, yeah,
1: well. you, yeah, no. No, 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 no. no. no.
0: No, wrestlers often say that they're retiring and then they don't retire. Yeah, I don't yep. think you're the end. That's the end of Pokies for you. I don't think that's the well, end of Pokies for
1: you. So when I moved from Canada, these were like one of the first like true snacks that I'd never found when I was in Canada, at least not on the East Coast. And so I grabbed a few boxes when I was at the grocery store earlier this week, and then I found what I now consider to be the holy grail of the pokey. they're almond covered.
0: Look at Almond that. Crush. They're Poké Almond Crush.
1: Oh, man. They're so good. I've already had one box of them. I'm saving this one for mm-hmm. at least until mm-hmm. tonight. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. going to save it. They're so good. Mm-hmm. I love them so much. Yeah. I, if anybody wants to get me anything for Christmas, you just get me a case of these. I'm set.
0: Yes. That's... You will be...
1: I mean, I'm sure hint.
0: you're. I'm sure you're going to be staying away <laughs> from all that. What during the show? There's no chance of you chomping down on some more poke almond crush no. right there. Never, no, mm-hmm. no never that happened. And you see yeah. my eye wide open to say mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, indeed. But it is again the mistress of the dark when it concerns mm-hmm. everything going on with vampires of vitae, and of course everything going on with wild beyond a witchlight and wizards of wine. Go ahead and check it out today wherever you get your podcast plus YouTube. Please subscribe to that as well. It is Melinda Barkhouse-Ross. And Melinda, outside the Pokés, and
1: everything going okay for you? Yeah, you know, things are going pretty good. Uh, we jump back into Wizards & Wine with the Las Vegas table this Monday. And this Sunday, um, because we're we're still kind of um, not really sure about how we're going to move ahead with Vampires and Vitae right now. So we're going to keep the same time spot um, but we're actually going to run a couple of games from Free League Publishing. So the game that we're going to start this Sunday uh, is called Vason, And of course, I don't have the the book with me to show you the cover, but um, it's Celtic horror. So I have been uh, spending the last couple of weeks kind of brushing up on game mechanics and, and things like that. So you'll see the cast of vampires in Vitae. Still, we're still going to be playing a game. It's just not going to be vampire for a little while. And once we get back on the vampire train, we'll let everybody know
0: sounds good indeed i know that you're very excited about getting all that stuff sent over to you by freely publishing yeah just cannot cannot thank everyone of freely publishing enough for their kindness and allowing us to go ahead and being able to explore different worlds of the rpg universe and you got a really a great list of hard copies of stuff plus also some great pdf files as well were sent over to you digitally on some other great games as well for the rpg universe
1: absolutely and also uh, some of the virtual tabletop stuff as well so in some cases with some of the games i have it in hardcover virtual tabletop and pdf so oh, i am yes. absolutely a spoiled girl right now from free league publishing and as you said we we can't thank them enough so um we're gonna do our best to uh, entertain with a, a brand new gaming system this sunday
0: absolutely again thanks so much to everyone out there freely publishing you freya you're just fantastic truly appreciate everyone out there helping us out go ahead and check out the games live or upcoming on a podcast near you but we're here today to talk some pop culture a lot of good stuff going on but we are going to hit some serious subjects and some newsworthy subjects something I don't really like going and delving into because I always like talking about the entertainment and the fun side of things when it comes to entertainment. But we're not going to be able to avoid it much longer. There's some really important stuff to be talked about, including some major Disney layoffs, some things going on with TikTok and a possible TikTok ban there. What would that do? Plus also Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. That hits this weekend. Looking forward to that finally coming out and e3 gets canceled again. Oh, e3, <laughs> e3, E3, E3. Uh-huh. But first my friend, it is Jonathan Majors' future in the MCU. Your thoughts? Uh, he was arraigned earlier this week on uh, some charges. There's some very serious charges right now that are that are being, you know, talked about as far as his case is concerned including assault very very serious stuff of course jonathan majors and his representatives have denied everything and actually have texts that's supposed to exonerate him and yeah just it really is a, kind of a really bad scene for him going on right now but you know what it, you know we've got to go ahead and say there are allegations as of right now but still you know, it's very sad to see this happen to one of the rising stars to see the, whether it was a choice that was made or whether, you know, it comes out, it comes out innocent or he's very guilty and, and obviously deserving of the punishment, either which way. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen and what's going to go on. But, you know, very, very uh, serious situation going on for Jonathan Majors.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But uh, to be honest, I have a bit of an issue with uh, the way that Hollywood uh, handles a lot of this stuff because you see some people lose absolutely everything, and then you have uh, actors like Ezra Miller who, you know, has had their fair share and oh yeah, maybe even and a lion's share of of legal issues. And, and we talked know,
0: about that, Josh and I, on the show. Yes,
1: yeah, and you know, nobody seems to have uh, any kind of problem uh, with what's going on there. So I'm just very confused by Hollywood right now and how they decide to. Uh, deem who is going to become an outlier and who isn't or who's going to become a, a pariah in the world of Hollywood. And I, I just I have a bit of a problem with it. I, I know some of it does come down to, you know, the court of public opinion and things like that. But uh, I think that it's probably time for us to start allowing the courts to make the decision. And then, uh, you know, Hollywood can react accordingly after that.
0: Yeah, exactly. We don't know whether, you know, Jonathan Majors is innocent or guilty in this situation. Right. Obviously, like you said, we're going to have to let the courts play itself out, uh, but let's say it does not go well for Jonathan Majors. Let's just say for a moment, it does not, uh, you know, obviously he's had his uh, sponsorship that he has been, uh, as far as peering in for ads for the U.S. Army, that is, mm-hmm. those have all been pulled, but the bigger thing is, with him going on is his connection with the Marvel Cinematic Universe as Kang. And the fact that, you know, we saw if you did actually did see the latest Ant-Man movie, Ant-Man three, which uh, has been a disappointment to say the least at the box office was at the very end, as far as not only the Kang being a great part of that movie, but also the council of Kang's extending on into this phase of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And again, we don't know if he's guilty or innocent. We want to go ahead and just put that out there again. We're just uh, saying, but on the, on the chance that he's he is guilty or found guilty or how this is going to continue on, uh, what could this do as far as the Marvel Cinematic Universe is concerned? Because this could throw a real wrench in uh, what the Marvel juggernaut was going to continue doing because – You know, when you have a movie that's lined up near the end of Phase 5 that's supposed to be Kang's dynasty and Kang is currently undergoing these legal issues, if it doesn't work out in his favor, it could be a real problem for Marvel.
1: Well, it, it could, and it, it might not. I mean, it, it's early enough, as far as I'm aware, that an, another actor could be brought in if that is what this comes to. But it's pure speculation on our part as an audience as to what's about to happen. But I, yeah, I really I, I, think, Again,
0: I don't have any idea which way yeah. one way or the other.
1: Yeah, and I, I really do think that uh, they're probably early enough in... Uh, in what they are planning uh, with the MCU that they would be able to find another actor and bring another actor in to uh, to take up that role. Um, it, of course, you know you you don't want to see that happen when they're kind of betting on a character and a specific actor playing that character, uh, which is kind of what I see in the way that Marvel has things set up for this phase. Um, so, because this phase know, was
0: supposed to be centered around Jonathan Majors and and all the different King variants. Like, for instance, Loki, Season 2. At the very end, I'm going to put out spoilers there for the post credit scene. Mm -hmm. One of the post credit scenes, the first one was the Council of Kangs. The second one was a scene taken directly from Season 2 of Loki with Kang in the past, in the, I think it was the 1800s, showing him there as far as uh, doing things in that nature in there. So, yeah, it's just very... You know, obviously Marvel's sweating it out right now. Disney and Marvel's not not exactly... you know, they're very concerned about what's going on let's just say
1: yeah but but again you know I, I don't understand the past that some seem to get and uh, the absolute uh, you know annihilation of, of what other actors get when they do find legal trouble and however this turns out I think that we as uh, the the consuming audience needs to understand that there there is a, a legal process that has to happen and uh, there's absolutely no reason to write somebody off until, you know, the, the court of law has made their decision. And then Agreed. I think it's, it's up to those studios at that point to decide whether they want to continue on uh, with that person or if it's time for them to cut ties. I, I think that that's truly uh, the marching order and how things should go. Understanding, of course, that, uh, you know, the court of public opinion uh, is the one that studios uh, seem to be the most concerned about.
0: Oh, it is a very uh, tenuous situation. Again, we're keeping an eye on exactly what's going on with the situation as it plays out in the courts, uh, both sides, uh, you know, he said, she said type of deal, and, and we'll see what comes out of it. We're going to try and stay on the up and up on as far as what's going on with the situation. But again, Disney is sweating this out right now. Marvel's sweating this out because Jonathan Majors, uh, up until this point, his star was skyrocketing. Yeah. After Creed three, with what he's doing in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, excellently skilled actor. He's brought so much already to the screen. And again, we don't know what's going on. But if it does not go his way, then things could be very troublesome for his future.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think, too, that uh, it's getting very difficult just as you know, a person who enjoys, you know, going to movies and, and watching television shows and, and things like that, to really start to accept that these people that are up on the big screen, they're, they're all very flawed people. And, you know, they, they all have things that would not make us happy as fans. And, uh, you know, I, I think maybe a little bit of realization needs to, to start happening uh, with people as well. Um, where we expect and demand perfection from people who are also human and therefore flawed. So yeah. I think that's something that we all need to start to keep in mind a little bit as well. Well done.
0: Absolutely. I think you deserve a pocky for saying something.
1: Like hey, that. thank you. I will take yeah. you up on that offer.
0: <laughs> there you go. That was actually very well said, very eloquently thought out. And I will tell you right now that uh, TJ Johnson also uh, who's watching right now says he has tons of issues with Hollywood and the way people are guilty until proven innocent as uh, you had already said as for well because it's something that often gets placed our society as a whole we have a tendency to make people guilty before anything is ever proven out in a court of law
1: yeah absolutely and and again i think that that's that's just something that i think uh society has dealt with for for you know for ages you know back when it was newspapers and getting your gossip out of the newspapers you know before page six was a thing i think gossip and celebrity gossip and salacious content that we hear about the rich and famous has always been very very interesting to us and maybe it's time for us to start looking to other things to uh you know occupy our time a little bit
0: well the national Enquirer was so popular for so many years uh, and you don't know how much of it was that, that was printed it was actually even true or not true and then you had tmz which evolved from that and that became so much of a part of, especially the last decade where you seem, it seemed like TMZ was like there were every Bush around every corner, around every (laughs) Starbucks waiting for a celebrity to pop out with their Starbucks cup in hand. So, uh, you know, waiting for the next juicy detail to come out in regards to celebrity news. But yeah, you're right. I, I think that we need to go ahead and wait for, the laws of justice in the courts to go ahead and have their day and to, in order to go ahead and see what will happen with the future of Jonathan majors and this case that's now out there and, and what he's been arraigned for, but we'll see if he is innocent or he is guilty. But again, we don't know for sure. It's up to the courts to decide, but if you have thoughts on the current legal situation for Jonathan majors and what, how that may play into the future of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, for especially for this upcoming phase, please let us know, PopCultureCosmos, at Yahoo.com. For the latest news and information, analysis and opinions on the Los Angeles Lakers and the NBA, check out the Lakers Fast Break podcast today on wherever you get your podcasts. My friend, there's still much more to talk about on this program. Once again, it is Melinda Barkhouse Ross and me, Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching and listening. Speaking of not fun times for Disney, they had some major layoffs. Seven thousand in- employees, I think, were lay- laid off across this past week, including one very surprising layoff that I guess was, in many eyes, according to what I'm actually reading in the the fan blogs and stuff like that was long overdue. And that was the head of Marvel Entertainment. Ike Perlmuter was fired and let go along with 7,000 other employees from Disney and Marvel. The reason why he is of any note to anyone out there, because at one time he was Kevin Feige's boss Mm -hmm. or a boss in the Marvel Disney landscape. He was actually an individual who was very high up at the start of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, wanted to fire Kevin Feige for being too diverse with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, especially the, I think, around the time of Black Panther, when Black Panther was brought on in regards to the, it's not the Winter Soldier, but Captain America Civil War. And I think that was really the start of his downfall. It was not very well liked, obviously. And uh, Disney had uh, had the uh, really the foresight and and Marvel had the foresight to see what what Kevin Feige was envisioning and decided to go that way. Plus, uh, Perlmuter on the TV end started to have some uh, very notable misses, including the Inhumans on his side with the TV end of it. But I think he was the one responsible for putting the Netflix shows for the Netflix Marvel. So you can give him, I think, a little bit of a pat there. But your thoughts on Permuter getting fired from Disney? I'm very sad about the 7,000 employees from Disney getting laid off. Permuter, not so much. I'm going to be honest with you.
1: Yeah, somebody who has a problem with a cast being too diverse, to me, has an exact correlation to you know a, a group of men sitting down and asking uh if an app needs wi-fi to work or uh you know referring to something as uh the TikToks, uh tic and and things like that it's just it's not making any sense anymore just oh, stop we'll get into it tic tacs yeah yeah no I, yeah no I, I know we will but like just stop it because a diverse cast is not hurting a single thing And it is, uh, if anything, um, it's only been positive. It's only been beneficial. And I think that uh, there is going to come a a really, uh, a very big pivot point where, you know, seeing just one type of of person be the sole type of person that you see in a movie is going to be something that we look back on and just think about how horrible and archaic that appears. And I think that uh, diverse castes and, and people who fight and argue against diverse casts are just on the wrong side of history. It's it's not yeah. correct. It's not okay. I can't think of a single friend group um, of people that, that I know and who are close to me uh, who have a friend group who all look exactly the same. It's foolish for that to be an, an expectation in our media anymore. It's not acceptable. And uh, I think that Um, you know, those who continue to rally against it are going to continue to lose this fight. It's just not the correct fight to be having. Dang,
0: that's like two big home runs in a row. Give yourself (laughs) another Pocky (laughs) for that one.
1: I've had time to think this week, Gerald. Are you sure it's not the sugar? (laughs) It might be the, it might be. Go maybe ahead just, and have
0: yourself another Pocky, then.
1: Maybe I'm just feisty today. I don't know. You are. But... Well,
0: you know what? Again, we don't like to tackle these controversial issues too much on our show. Yeah. We're just trying to keep it light, but my gosh, you were just on it today. You Feisty, <laughs> Melinda. There you go. All right. Ooh, okay. Slow down. Slow down. Right. But, right. All right. She, she's had a bit of pockies and now she's, she's a on hot. a roll. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Fair enough, but I will say that I'm very sad about the other 7,000 employees that did get uh, laid off. Uh, that's very sad to see. I know several other companies are doing the same thing, as far as pushing the media industries. I know that's uh, I know CBS News, I know there are other news that are organizations that are being reorganized in their departments and several people are being laid off hundreds by in, in fact in some cases. So it is now a troubling time for for the media at large as they begin to downsize after what we saw in the pandemic. I notice a lot of these companies are trying to retrofit after what had to be done during the pandemic, but I'm hoping that all of these individuals, including Perlmuter, will land on their feet somehow. And uh, hopefully uh, in the case of Perlmuter, he'll now come in with a little bit of knowledge and understanding that maybe if you become a better person, you'll become a better leader you become a better leader, you'll have a better company for it.
1: Yeah, and that that's really what it boils down to with that guy in particular. But you're right, you know, you, you don't like to hear about layoffs in, in any company or in any industry. And, uh, you know, you, you do you think about uh, those people? I mean, I know I've been there a, a few times with layoffs uh, that happened uh, in radio in Canada. So, um, you know, Same it's here. definitely... Yeah, it's it's definitely a thing that a lot of people have experienced. And to talk to somebody who hasn't experienced being part of a layoff is is a pretty rare thing these days, unfortunately.
0: This is true, uh, but it is very interesting because this is the second major notable name from the Disney Marvel Empire to leave in two weeks. Been a very active time and not necessarily in a good way for Marvel this year so far because you did have the failure of Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. You had what just went on as far as letting go Ike Muter. But now on top of that last week, the firing or the mutual I'm leaving type deal of Victoria Alonso, who was there for every single MCU movie as a major producer behind the scenes. In regards to something, another project she worked on didn't get. The, she thought she had the blessing, didn't have the blessing. It's it's all kind of a he again a he said she said type of deal. It's leaves yeah. it's left some some bad things in doubt as far as her future is concerned with Marvel. But she's no longer right now affiliated with Marvel. I see a lot of the same things there in regards to Scarlett Johansson, and I you know obviously there's been some burnt bridges there. I'm hoping they can mend their fences with Scarlet, but losing a major, powerful producer like Victoria Alonso, who's been such a major major part of the MCU, that to me, I think, hurts more, way more than Perlmuter.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. But at the same time, uh, you know, there there can come a point when you're working on a project as large as what the uh, MCU has evolved, and the way that it has evolved. Um, perhaps a new project is a positive thing. And at least that's how I tried to look at any time I've been ousted from anything is, okay, this is an opportunity for me to find uh, a new passion, a new project to take on. And uh, now with this incredible mountain of experience, I think that they're going to be able to move forward and, and take on more of those really big, big projects for studios and i just think that this could be a a blessing for both parties it's going to get uh, you know some new viewpoints at the top and uh, it's going to give them an opportunity uh, like i said to go ahead and explore new projects and and find a new passion to make happen
0: well like permuter she might have been let go by disney and marvel but uh, hers was of course a different circumstance because i think that they were by all means they were going to be retaining her and she was going to be staying there but obviously there's that situation came up where she worked on a different project but now that she has left the the auspices of marvel she's got that label though of disney marvel executive that's overseen the marvel cinematic universe in many ways she, like you said i i wish her nothing but success and yeah. i think she's going to find that because you don't just go ahead and be part of one of the biggest entertainment entities of all time and not learn from it and not take good things from it from your time there that you can apply somewhere else.
1: Yeah, 100%. And, I mean, it's, she's going to be fine.
0: Oh, I think she's <laughs> going to be way fine. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's any doubt of that. Plus, you know, I think that she's going to be able to find uh, any job. There's going to be a lot of media companies out there, entertainment companies, anything she wants to jump into. Just because, again, she has that resume backing her up, she can find a lot of doors that are open for her. That's no doubt.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure uh, doors opened, you know, even wider. Let's just take out the door jam and just welcome her in. I think that that's probably going to be the way that uh, the next company that scoops her up will be, uh, be talking to her.
0: Well, what are your thoughts on the latest round of Disney layoffs? 7,000 strong plus the firing of once again, executive uh, with the Marvel universe, big time producer, Victoria Alonso. And then of course, The head of Marvel Entertainment, the one time boss of Kevin Feige, Ike Perlmuter, also let go as well. What are your thoughts on all these uh, media and entertainment layoffs that are happening around the media empires all over? Please let us know your thoughts. Popculturecosmos at yahoo.com. Before we hit the break, my friend, any thoughts on what you guys are doing and what you're working on for what you're coming up with outside of the base and stuff that you mentioned earlier? For wizards and wine,
1: uh, well, yeah. For wizards and wine, we're getting back to uh, the Las Vegas table uh, this week. So they just crossed from hither into tither, and uh, they will be making their way. Uh, I, I really think I've I know my table at this point. I think they're going to skip all a bunch of stuff in this chapter. I think they're going to go right to the hag. I have a feeling that Granny Nightshade is very high on their hit list. And I have a feeling that it doesn't matter what I prepare. They're just going to go right to her. I, I have just the funniest feeling that that's the way that it's going to go, despite any of my plans. So I can
0: see you. You've laid out uh, – if they go left, you've laid out this 20-hour adventure. If yeah. You go right, they've laid out this 18-hour adventure. And then if they go straight, it goes right to the hag.
1: They're going to go straight. straight. Yeah, yeah. I, I just have – the funniest feeling uh, about it uh, for this coming Monday. So <laughs> that's what I'm working on. I'm just prepping the hag fight. That's, that's all that I'm working on for, for them for this week. It's just a funny feeling. Now that I'm doing that, though, you know what's going to happen? They're going to go down to Nib's Cave. They're going to go to the Wayward Pond. They're going to talk to the Unicorn. They're going to do all of that stuff. And it'll be like three more sessions before we get to the hag. So well, there you uh, sometimes you can't win as a DM, you know?
0: This is true. This is true indeed. <laughs> but speaking of a DM... After the break, on the backside, we're going to be talking some Dungeons & Dragons, Honor Among Thieves, and E3 gets canceled again. And what about a possible TikTok ban? I know Melinda has some thoughts on that as well. This is the PC Multiverse. Action Figure Adventure is back with season two and we're going further than ever before. Checking out more toy stores than ever before and seeing more incredible, iconic and noteworthy pieces than you could possibly imagine. Once again, Jay grapples with how to build the ultimate action figure auction to support critically and terminally ill kids in need. Along the way, we'll chat about Holy Grail figures, perfect action figures and showcase some incredible toy collections. Action Figure Adventure season two. And we're back with the PC Multiverse, Gerald Glassford, along with Melinda Barkhouse-Ross. I know you've heard the latest news about E3 getting canceled again. It was canceled last year because of what was going on with coronavirus. Still nothing to go back up and running. But the original E3 in its form, unfortunately, that seems to be no longer available. There's a new group trying to run it, trying to bring it back up. They thought they had one in place. They already had dates set. Everybody had was making their travel plans. A lot of publishers were going to be there. And then one by one, Sony said they weren't going to be there. Then Microsoft said they weren't going to be there. They said Microsoft was going to do something on the side. Sony might have something on the side. Then Nintendo said they're going to be doing their own thing. Then Ubisoft EA, they're all doing their They all started either saying no or they started pulling out of E3 to the point where they said today that they are canceling E3 for this year, which I know is very sad for a lot of people out there. Your thoughts on E3, will it ever get to be E3 once again?
1: No, I don't think so. I think that this thing with Blizzard between Xbox and PlayStation is so ugly that I don't think that they can be in the same building right now. And I think also that there is a part of everything that's happening where it's, you know, Sony uh, wants to be able to control 100% Sony's message. They want to do it on their terms, their way, all of that kind of stuff. And it's possible that E3 had some kind of restriction there. I don't know. This is pure speculation. Well, you're but...
0: sharing space. If you, Let's say they have a booth yeah, you know they have a massive booth which I've gone. To. I've I've been to about six or seven. I don't know, just somewhere between six or seven, maybe even eight E threes over the years. They all have their sections there. their are different booths that you go to, and, and and you know obviously the games are set up there. They no longer sounds like want to share space. Yeah, they all want to. And obviously you don't have to pay for the staff to go down there to fly down there. You have to pay. Don't have to pay for any setup. You don't have to pay for anything like that, you could just make a digital presentation on your own, which is substantially cheaper than obviously doing anything of that sort as far as setting things up, or if you want to do run your own special days or events on your side that you can showcase just your games. Like I said, it it, it would be a showcase just for you, which is fine. But again, the message with me with E3 is that it was never about – e3 for gamers gamers are going to get the message any which way they can gamers Mm -hmm. are bright intelligent individuals which are going to go ahead and scout the youtubes the twitches the IGN's the, the game tick-tack? spots the tick. Well, not the tic tac. Don't say tic tac. <laughs> yeah, I know we're going off on the tic tac when it should be tick tock. But I know. Uh, I'm we, just we're kidding. all we're kidding. all we're all we're just kidding. We're not that out of it when we say tic tac. But yeah, we're not like a congressman. But I want to say that E3 is all about hitting a general audience. At least the best of E3. The best of E3 was all about hitting. A general audience, and I was trying to argue with this with gamers, you know, that have come at me over the years in regards to why are you so up on E3? These digital presentations are what we need. Just show us that. And I'm thinking to myself, you don't get it. It's not the E3 is for you, but not for you. It's more about presenting it to a larger audience, bringing in the CNNs, the CNBCs, the CBSs, all the different media from around the world that don't normally cover video games and present it to their audience so that now mom dad uncles aunts grandmas and grandpas know exactly what timmy or jane or whatever kid that they have in their life that wants a video game a certain video game system console or whatever for later this year when all these games start coming out or when many of these games start coming out. So again, to me it's not always been about for the gamer. It's been about for the general audience to give a bigger idea of just exactly how big this industry is. And that's what the E3 is all about. It's about how big this industry, when it comes together, truly, truly is. It just is something that is just so hard for me to get through gamers heads because they'd only see through a gamer's perspective. And I respect that, but it's about, as I say, with everything, whether it's wrestling, whether it's sports, whether it's anything, you're not going to get over big until you, or a movie, you're not going to get over big until you hit a worldwide general audience. When you hit the average individual who doesn't always have time for all these things, sees a commercial or sees an ad, or sees a video or news item on it, that's when it gets big. That's when something truly gets over, in my opinion.
1: Sure, but do you suppose that that kind of focus on a general audience for E3 is maybe what made some of the, the companies not as eager to take part in it? Like they want to be able to get to... Uh, their demographic to get to, you know, the psychographic when they really drill down and and figure out, uh, you know, everything that they want in, in a player of a particular game. Do you suppose that maybe some of that is, kind of, an underlying issue there?
0: Well, I mean, when you're trying to get out to a broader audience, do you think maybe are you missing out on the actual focus on the gamer self? There are ways. The smaller companies, the EAs, the Ubisofts, the other publishers that are out there when they go ahead and be part of e3 a lot of their stuff is hitting for just the general gamer at large just the gamer at large and and maybe bring out okay when's the next man coming out or things like that maybe you're hitting a little bit larger audience but it's those three console makers Nintendo Sony and Xbox and you're right they probably can't stay under the same roof now which is probably the reason why e3 is being canceled at least that's where the the core and the foundation is but those three, those three will not succeed unless they make sure that the general public at large knows about the Switch, knows about the PlayStation 5, and knows about the Xbox Series S and X.
1: Yeah, I'm just going to to play devil's advocate for just, just a second. Bear with no, me. I'm going to well, take away well, your pockies. I'm, gonna <laughs> I'm just going to try to uh, you know, go down a, a bit of a contrarian lane for you. I wonder if it just hasn't been profitable enough. For the oh, the am sure go it is. It's not.
0: That's some money loss. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to say otherwise. And that's that's a probably a large reason in this factory. I'm, for all my ranting and raving and soapboxing I've done over the years on it, I realize I'm very cognizant of the fact that these are, it's a money sift. It's it's like you know, take your straw. You can feel all the money being sucked up when you go to these booths, and you you know when they go and rent out a, like in the past, Los Angeles Sports Arena or Nokia Center, or Galen Center on USC. Then there's the Nokia Center right across the street in LA Live. I've been to all those. I've been to the Galen Center for Xbox. I've been to the Nokia Center for Nintendo when the Wii U presentation happened. And boy, that was a lame one. And and I've also been for Sony's events at the Los Angeles Sports Arena. I know that's not cheap. Right. I know that's not cheap, but the idea, again, is to get across to a larger audience. And when they do, everything that's there presented at E3 also gets a larger audience because of it. But now, since all three are out, again, it's only going to be for gamers. And gamers, again, they, they just want their big one-hour presentation, just send it out on YouTube, send it out on IGN, and they're good. And if that's the case, that's fine. But it just... Uh, Am I an old guy missing out on E3? Very rarely do I go up on the lawn and do Clint Eastwood El Torino stuff. But E3 (laughs) is something I will go ahead and do because of the fact it is so important for this industry to all come together at least once a year to showcase how valuable and how important it is to the entertainment medium
1: sure and, and maybe if they did get to a place where they could be under the same roof it may alleviate some of the other pressures uh that both companies are facing but To also, you know, you it is eventually going to get to a larger audience, no matter how you go ahead and and try to do it, because you know, something that gamers start to chatter about is going to pick up, get picked up by smaller media, is going to get shared by bigger media, and then you know, once gamers get really excited about stuff, I always see it, uh, you know, kind of pop up on you know, major media outlets. So, I, I wonder if. It just, they just don't see it necessary to go to something like E3 when they can do their own thing, talk about all of their own stuff. Uh, have their gamers start the buzz about it to get it kind of going through the, the gamer demographics. There's more than just one. So, you know, I, I wonder if some of it isn't just it's going to get there eventually. We don't have to pay this exorbitant price tag uh, to make it all happen over a course of three or four days.
0: I just don't think it gets the large enough when you do it that way. I just don't think it it it's presents itself as, as big of a thing. Mm. as big of a thing when you just have the digital presentation it's it's all homogenized it's all just saturated when you just go ahead and okay here's an hour and a half presentation it's there free on youtube i do catch sometimes the live presentations of it but for the most part i just catch it whenever i'll catch it that night i'll catch it later catch it down that to me is just like some of the other youtube stuff i'll watch it's just okay i'll catch it when i can and that's when i watch it but to me, it's not that major important thing like the E3 press conferences. Right? You had to be there to watch E3 with Sony presenting whatever, you know, that major press conference when they shafted Xbox with the, oh, this is how you're going to be able to share video games with the presentation that they they just slammed Xbox One with. It was like, oh, there you go, sharing the disc and all that. That's how you share with us on the PlayStation 4, which essentially killed the Xbox One for the first couple years and just rose the PlayStation 4 into the mega-selling machine that it was. A lot of people point to that moment at that press conference at E3. Exactly. And that's, that's my point, is it's You're not going to get those kind of moments doing it in a homogenized fashion like you're doing it now with these digital presentations.
1: It's less embarrassing to have your own thing and not worry about somebody springing something up that you had no idea was coming. You know, it's maybe it's as much to save face as it is for anything else. Who knows? Right.
0: Who knows? Who knows? But I'm kind of disappointed I wasn't planning on going this year to E3. Uh, I've been to a few E3s, and it's fine for me. They they made it public the last couple years, and then they're now talking about doing a couple days for the press and a couple days for the public. I know the guys and gals behind Penny Expo are now trying to get this start again, so maybe they will next year, but uh, you're right. E3 in its form that many are so fantasizing and dreaming about ever happening again like myself that i think is going to be done i think i'm coming slowly to grips the fact that e3 as i know it is done
1: okay because i haven't managed to get myself to san diego comic-con yet so i'm just i'm what i'm I'm trying to
0: do myself
1: right so this is going to be a a very terrible question because i've only been to a couple of conventions over you know okay i've
0: got that pocky those pocky sticks are are in the balance here
1: okay so question wouldn't it be easier for, let's say, a PlayStation to get involved in San Diego Comic Con and still have those press release moments, uh, and still hit some of those major news outlets, and for Xbox to go to a different one? I'm just well, Comic Con is
0: the that's the one I would target. They yeah. video game companies have targeted Comic Con, but mm-hmm. they haven't really. They've only been like sidestep. They've only been like a very small part of the equation. They would have a booth there but they wouldn't make any major announcements. They wouldn't have a presentation there. They just have like a booth there. Come try our new game or come try our new console, et cetera, et cetera, from year to year, time to time. If they did that, that to me would be a major way of getting a lot of that E3 swag back.
1: Yeah. So I let's write an email. That's a brilliant. Get, this the <laughs> third, get yourself another Pocky, young lady. <laughs> Oh my goodness! How fun! I'm gonna, I'm going to ruin. I'm gonna ruin my dinner. Is what's gonna happen if I keep going like this? Oh, you're
0: getting that sugar rush, though. Give yeah. yourself another <laughs> pop.
1: <pocket. laughs> okay, okay, bye. Uh, what are your, what are your thoughts? Good time.
0: Yeah, exactly. What are your <laughs> thoughts out there on another cancellation of E3 for this year? Do you think E3 in any form will ever come back? Please let us know your thoughts. Pop Cosmos at Yahoo.com. or follow Retro City Games on Facebook and Instagram for all the latest deals and new items. Without a doubt, there's no better place to go for your gaming needs than your friends at Retro City Games. Well, before we head on out, my friend, we're going to hit the hard subject first and the lighter subject to end. and Mm -hmm. That is a possible TikTok ban, which has been going through the motions. Uh, Several states have ban tick tock on government devices but there is real talk uh by the president and also by congress to ban tick tock all forms across the united states i know it's something that a lot of people are talking about because of uh, possible ties to the chinese government as far as chinese government having access to your or whoever all the accounts in and, and there because it's a chinese-owned company your thoughts on this i mean uh, you know the biggest voices in this TikTok possible ban, especially from Congress and whatnot, come from individuals. Most of them, or not, a good portion of them, uh, if they have a TikTok, they don't run their own TikTok. They don't use TikTok. Uh, they 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 don't even they don't use TikTok to the fullest or to the extent. For all disclosure purposes, TikTok I don't use very much. I have accounts like Lakers Fast Break and Pop Culture Cosmos. If it Went out tomorrow, it would be no big difference to me. My daughters, who are in the specific target age for TikTok, mm-hmm. don't really utilize it easier. They use uh, they use other social media avenues, so they don't you really use it either. So I really don't have a, a fight in this thing. But I do know and I do respect the fact that there are millions of users out there that this could be a lifeline to them or it's a ecosystem as well so your thoughts on a possible TikTok tock i think it's an older generation you know not fully taking in the grasp of what the younger generation is doing and I understand the fear in what they're at, you know, they're dealing with as far as possible outside government interference or or intrusion into our privacy, as far as our information. I get that part, but it's also when you do these things callously or you say these things callously, like, "Oh, let's just ban TikTok and be done with it." You know, you're forgetting about the millions of users that are, are of a younger generation that really live and die off of TikTok each and every day.
1: So. I, I have a I have many not literally
0: thoughts. by the way figuratively it's a figurative. right yeah I I
1: have I have a lot of opinions on this and, and that's uh, why you wanted
0: to talk about it
1: and a, a lot of them are things that I I have heard of other people say and have really kind of uh, struck home and landed the correct way with me and this. Bill that they're trying to put through is not just about TikTok. It's, it's, but the those, president
0: can also can do that. He has the privilege. He could also ban it just by himself.
1: He could. I would feel sorry for him if that was the decision that he made. And what I don't think that these politicians understand is when you kick the hornet's nest, you're going to have to deal with everything that's inside of that. And when you just, if you just download TikTok today, right and just scroll through it and have a look at the videos of people who are for the first time writing their congress people who are you know promising guaranteeing starting to make phone calls and volunteer for the campaigns of that person's running opposite uh, of that congress person this if you really wanted a way to motivate the public to go ahead and start getting involved in politics at a, a massive level Congratulations! You figured it out, and it's not just TikTok though. There, it's there's an awful lot of stuff when you go through the bill that nobody has talked about. So I encourage everyone to go ahead find. You can find it on the internet. They have to have it out there so the the American public can read it and look at it. Um, but go ahead, look at it. I even suggest printing it out so you have it. Like you have it in your hands, and it's a it's a tactile experience, and read what they're really saying in, in this bill because none of it is really super great for the American public, and. I think some of the fear uh, that is really there about TikTok isn't about a foreign government and their espionage. I think that that's smoke and mirrors. Otherwise, Facebook would also be mentioned, Instagram would also be mentioned, Twitter and the dumpster fire that that has turned into would also be mentioned in terms of their ability to interfere with American politics, for example. We know that that happened with Facebook during the last election. So I think the real fear of TikTok is that It is a way for me to speak to anybody and they can look me in my eye when I'm having a conversation with them. And it's really showing an awful lot of people that a lot of us have the exact same concerns, even though the things that we're seeing in traditional media and the things that we're hearing from our politicians are telling us that that's not the case. It's not us, it's them. It's very much an us versus them mentality that they want to instill in people. And what's happening with the TikTok community is a lot of people are realizing that it's not us versus them. It's us versus the people who are running the country and making these policies and decisions that make it difficult for anybody to truly get ahead unless you already are running a multi-million dollar company. And that's the true tragedy of this entire conversation is that In a time where we're supposed to be coming together as a a people, we see the the entire planet and all of these different countries around the world who are all having the, the same kind of struggles. And we're all being we're all given this platform where we can relate to each other and we're doing it in first person. You know, I I learned a lot about what happened uh, with the train derailment. Uh, There was another one that just happened in Ohio. I haven't seen it on the news yet, but I know about it because people are reporting about it on TikTok. First person reporting. This is gonzo journalism that Hunter S. Thompson wanted. He wanted the people to be in charge and to be able to hold government and policymakers responsible for these policies that they're making that are hurting and restricting the public's ability to learn and organize and mobilize and just having a conversation with your neighbor. If that is so terrifying to these politicians, maybe we need to be looking at who is sitting in those chairs. That's four. No, I yeah, like I don't, yourself, but I don't, I don't feel.
0: Pocky, girl.
1: No, but I don't like I don't feel good about that. Like none of that uh, feels good. None of that feels correct. None of that feels okay. And uh, trust me, I was not as eloquent as I wanted to be, or as some of the other people that that I have watched and interacted with have been and continue to be. So, please just. Do your research and please look things up. Please do your Google searches, which, by the way, where does that data go? You know, they, they know where you've been as soon as you have a Google account. And I'm, I'm getting off topic again. All I'm asking is that you please, please, please spend the time and read this bill because it's not just about an app. And it's not just about a, a foreign government who may or may not have access to information. It's much deeper than that. And please, please. Take the time to sit down and read it. And if you're infuriated by what you see in it, take the time to email the people who are making decisions and who can stop this from happening because it's a First Amendment issue is everything that I'm seeing. You deserve that pocky again. No, it's it's so it's so upsetting, and it, none of it feels good. And I've been all twisted up about it for a few days. And believe me, poor Robbie. We had a very large debate yesterday about a big chunk of this, and it actually derailed most of our day because we were supposed to go do all of this stuff. And you know, we ended up having a four-hour debate. Bless his heart, he stuck with me, but. We would need to be paying much closer attention to what's actually being passed through. And this is just one where a, an awful lot of people are going, hang on a second, what's going on here? And the congressional hearing. Tic-tac, what's a tic-tac? Here's a tic-tac, you and your tic-tac. Can tic-tac access by Wi-Fi? So does your pretty. wireless printer made in China. What is your point? I don't understand.
0: If you wanted to present yourself as out of touch, you did a great job.
1: So embarrassing. And then not understanding how algorithms work and then talking about the stuff that they see on a TikTok feed when they open it up. And, I mean, it it started bad and then it just continued to get worse. So just please pay attention to this. Please read the bill.
0: Well, even if the bill doesn't get passed or doesn't even get sent up, the yeah. fact is the president has the authority to go ahead and ban TikTok and has threatened TikTok already If they don't sell to someone that does not have ties or possible ties to the Chinese government. So this is something that the president can do in and of himself. And I know there would be a lot of people in Congress that would support him in doing that. It's just interesting, though, that the largest group of people that this affects has the smallest voice in this whole equation.
1: Well, see, they're not going to for forever.
0: Not forever not for me, is, but it's but gonna is, it's not gonna be right now but it does take time for that large group that are affected now that young people that you know will probably say if if let's say TikTok gets banned that that will remember the TikTok ban of 2023 they will become the older leaders 20 30 40 years from line will they act as the the older individuals are now or will they understand what was wrong now and then decide later on to be better from it. If you don't know your history, you won't learn from it.
1: There are 16 year olds, 17 year olds who will be eligible to vote in the very next election. And this is a big enough issue and it is important enough for them to I'm going to use the word activate. And I don't know, I don't think that that's what I mean, but it's enough for them to get involved. It's enough for them to pay attention. And I don't know if you, well, I know that you do because you, you have kids who, who are, you know, fit in the the generation, but uh, Gen Z, I know I wouldn't mess with them if I was a government official, I, I would, I would spend an awful lot more time listening than I would trying to dictate.
0: Again, some great words and great thoughts from Melinda Barkhouse Ross. If you have thoughts on a possible TikTok ban, yes, we know it's TikTok and not TikTok. Please let us know your thoughts, popculturecosmos at yahoo.com. It's a hot button and a flashpoint for a lot of individuals. Melinda has been very emotional about it. Please go ahead and don't at her, but let us know your thoughts (laughs) on a possible TikTok ban. Whether you're on one side or the other, we just want to hear it. We just want to go ahead and Be that sounding board to go ahead and and hear your thoughts. PopCultureCosmos at Yahoo.com. We are very well aware it's a security issue. But again, there's millions of people that this affects. And I just want to make sure that whatever decision that has been made is thought out carefully that and i think individuals
1: that's what a lot of people are asking and for things to be considered i am in no way saying that i am an authority on it i am also not saying that i'm completely right i'm learning as much as anybody else is uh, when it comes to all of this stuff so bear that in mind when i inevitably get some of those messages so i am learning along with everybody else and perhaps my opinion will change i don't know but right now that's that's where i stand
0: well my friend, one of our toughest episodes ever. It was a uh, heavy least. one. It was very one of the heaviest ever. It's 600 sub plus episodes and this was one of the heaviest ones, but you knocked it out of the park. Give yourself another pocky. Oh
1: my gosh, I'm, I'm running out.
0: <laughs> but before we go ahead and end the show, we got to mention, with all the stuff that's going on, that's controversial. Something that really people need to check out this weekend is Dungeons Dragons on Among Thieves. And after the early controversy of 2023 involving Wizards of the Coast, Hasbro, and Dungeons and Dragons. Is this a great way to go ahead and get fans interested in Dungeons and Dragons once again?
1: Well, here's what I've been hearing about the movie. I've been hearing that if you just want to go and see a fun fantasy film, this is going to be it for you. If you are a Dungeons and Dragons fan and you go to this film, it's going to be it for you as well. So I appreciate that they have found the balance for the D&D diehards and the people who are just not really interested in Dungeons and Dragons, but like movies with dragons in them and swords and things like that
0: and Chris Pine joking throughout
1: absolutely yeah uh, they call him the what is it the forever optimist I believe yes. it is the the terms that I've been uh seeing per, being tossed around about that character so if uh, you that's... miss his Captain Kirk you'll yeah. get a lot of it here yes yeah absolutely a great way to put it I'm hearing all good things about it I guess if you want to give Wizards of the Coast some of your money you can go ahead and go to the movie
0: are you going back to the movies for this one
1: you said you're going back to yeah. the movies for John Wick I know, but then the Diablo 4 beta thing was out, and I did that all weekend. I got to a level 11 with the Druid. I know, that's small potatoes to what a lot of other people were able to accomplish, but it was familiar enough to feel like Diablo. It was new enough that I had to pay attention to what I was actually doing, instead of just being on autopilot, as I've been used to with Diablo 3. I'm giving it a glowing review. I can't wait for the game to drop. But yeah, I'm very, very excited about it. If you've been waiting for what feels like an eternity for a new Diablo game, you're not going to be disappointed. The uh, last thoughts from the Pockies before we let you... Uh, huh? These are my favorite ones. Mm. These right here. these, these, These right here, my favorite. Okay. So if anybody happens to find them and, and wants to send them, you can send them to Gerald's house. I'll swing by and pick them up.
0: <laughs> I'm just going to say with my girls, <laughs> if you send them to my house and not yours, <laughs> you're going to swing by... And all I'm going to give you is an empty box. I'm
1: just well, that, you right now. that would be tragic, but I also am willing to share. I, I will pay the toll. <laughs> so from a little Barkhouse Ross,
0: this is Gerald Glassroom. It's a beautiful day in paradise right here in the PCC multiverse. We thank you for listening. And here's hoping you have yourself a great day.